All right, and we're back for another episode of the Sports Department Podcast with Justin Valentovic and Stephen Clark. It's been a little bit, you know, with schedules of work, school, some other stuff going on. You know, we've been a little busy, but we're finally here. We're ready to talk some NFL free agency starting in just a few days. Players are starting to get cut. Teams are clearing cap. People are getting re-signed and people are on the move. But we'll get into all of those moves. But Clark, what's going on? Uh, not much, not much. It's been some uh, beautiful weather out here in New Jersey the last couple of days, even though it's supposed to get cold and potentially snow. It's not supposed to stick. Week. Trust, trust me. I've been, I've been staring at that for quite a few days. It's not supposed to stick. It's supposed to be a little rain in the snow in the morning and then switch to rain. So fine with me. Fine by me. Yeah, as but well. no, it's it's been beautiful the last uh, couple of days. Um. I know last Saturday I wasn't around for a wrestling recap because our show that we were on in school, WP Sports Desk, won an award. So congrats to us and congrats to everybody involved with that. Um, but otherwise, you know, just living life, enjoying the nice weather. How, how are you doing, Justin? Uh, good, 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 good. You know, you? going through baseball cards, got some of the baby birds for whenever oh. they they get called up to the minors. Some Adley Rutschman's deal halls, Grayson Rodriguez, the whole shebang. That's They're what pretty you call good. them? The yeah, baby the baby birds. birds. Yeah. I don't know what I mean. The Mets are just the Mets, you know. The baby Mets, Mets. That, that, that the Metropolitans. Yeah, that's stupid. But let's talk some football because the NFL, the new league year, is just right around the corner. Like I said before, the league dropped the salary cap from I think 198 or 95 million, basically about a 16 million dollar drop to about 182.5. 182, great number, by the way, for uh, anything. Blink, blink, baby. Oh, yeah, but. So with that, with the cap dropping for everybody, teams have to make some cuts and clear some cap by the 17th in order to restart the the off seasons. And, you know, teams who you thought had a lot of cap, you know, the cap dropped and they didn't have so much because the Giants, one team in particular, they, they still 8 million over the cap, I believe. So they had to cut Kevin Zeitler, but we'll get into that move. But the big, 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 big news that dropped, was it yesterday or two days ago? Don't remember at this yesterday point. when this goes up. Dak Prescott finally oh, got paid by the Dallas Cowboys, getting four years, about $160 million, $40 million annually with a $126 million in guaranteed money. So basically about three and a half years, give or take a few. This Dak deserves this money, you know, say what you want about him, but, you know, talent wise, but on and off the field, he's proven to be, what you want in a quarterback, what you want in a player, what you want in is just a representative of your organization. And he deserves his money. Now, do I think it's also, I'm sorry, money from Jerry Jones? Very well could be because he was played on the franchise tag and he unfortunately broke his ankle and no fault to his own. He couldn't, you know, play out the rest of the season and, and try to gamble on himself. But he proved beforehand that he is capable and he should be paid because he was thrown for 500 yards and still losing. So with that being said, it's great that he's getting paid, but does this help the Cowboys long-term? I don't think so in particular. Um, yeah, no, I agree with all the points you just said for the most part. Um, Dak, first of all, off the field, great guy, great guy in his community, does a lot of stuff for the Cowboys organization and all that. A great role model to have as your franchise quarterback, which I think he will be their franchise quarterback, obviously, for the next four years at least. And even after the, these four years, he'll be about like 30, 31 years old too, so he can go somewhere else or even stick with the Cowboys for life. But enough of that, $160 million is a lot of money um i think he's the second highest paid quarterback in the league i think i saw right behind patrick mahomes and he as great good as he is as good as he carries that um cowboys offense he is no patrick mahomes 
But um, like you said, it, it's very it's pity money in a way because he deserved this contract. And I feel like the Cowboys could have saved a lot, a lot of money if they just paid him a couple of years ago before this big Patrick Mahomes contract and all that. Yeah, it's kind of like what we see in the MLB where people are starting to buy out like the arbitration and team control and pay them a little like what they did with Tatis, where they're paying him sooner, but a longer contract for more money. But annually, it's only like 23 million. So maybe if Jerry, you know, paid him before last year, they could have gotten him for 30 to 35 million and saved about five million dollars in cap. Because right now the Cowboys, Zeke, Amari Cooper and Dak are getting paid close to like 80 million dollars annually between the two of the three of them and then outside of that they don't really have anything Jalen Smith and you know Lane Vander Esch are on the defensive side of the ball and with the cap going down this year you know with teams probably going to be able to have fans and so the cap will go up next year hopefully you know in the immediate future this does handcuff them a little bit yeah, um, back to the point you made with like Zeke and Amari and Dak. Zeke, they should cut Zeke. Or do well, that's the problem. This is that's kind of like the double edged sword. They paid Zeke too early, and it and, backfired and blew up in their face. Yeah, because we're, we're as we saw the last like couple of years, like Zeke almost had more fumbles than he had touchdowns or something like that. This yeah, past last year. year was a bad season for Zeke, especially. Yeah, and Zeke is just I know he's very powerful the way he runs and all that, but he's very very overrated. Tony Pollard. Fits the head Cowboys offense so much better, and it proved during the season too. Like when Tony Pollard got the ball, he was running multiple, multiple yards and getting into the end zone multiple times too. But if I'm the Cowboys, you gotta you gotta figure out what you're gonna do long term. You, yeah, you got you you or try to restructure it a little bit. And I, and Zeke is sort of the golden boy for was the golden boy at least with Jerry Jones, just because he was kind of sort of been the last piece for you know for Romo. But then ultimately, you know, the Romo got hurt, and here came Dak. But good move for the Cowboys. Initially, they keep their guy. Now it really depends on how can they build through the draft because they're going to need cheap players to fill out this roster. And Mike McCarthy, not that great of a coach, honestly. So I don't think he'll really take advantage of those cheap players if they can find it. And the Cowboys, if we're being honest, they've been one of the better drafting teams, though. Yeah, no, like you said, like with Leighton Van Rush on that defense, the defense doesn't have much to offer, but the pieces that they do have are really good, and they need to keep those pieces in place, and hopefully they do get a couple more pieces. I, they have a decent enough draft pick where they could get someone good for their off, their defense. Their offense is basically set, like we've been talking about, but their defense just needs a lot of help, but I'm just happy for Dak, because like you said, too, with back to Dak, have his 500-yard season, his 500-yard games and all that. He was on my fantasy team to start the year, <laughs> then gets hurt, and then every other player in the league gets hurt. But um, they need to build around Dak more. If he's going to be there for the next three to four years or whatever, he's allowed to um, test free agency and opt out or whatever. They need to build a defense around him because he can't do it all by himself. He really can't. Absolutely not. So let's talk about some options because there are quite a few players who surprisingly are getting tagged, not who didn't get tagged, but also got released. So we're going to go through a few of the – it's kind of like a news dump episode, just kind of filling in all the gaps. So first things first, the Chiefs surprisingly released not one, but two of their offensive tackles, both of their starters, none of which started in the Super Bowl because they were both hurt, Eric Fisher and Mitchell Swartz. So they got to have some plan to reinfest the, reinforce the offensive line a little bit because Patrick Mahomes, as we saw in the Super Bowl, he needs a lot of protection or it's, it's a rough day for him. Yeah, I, I get what they're trying to do in saving some money and trying to get some cap space and do all that stuff. 
but I don't think these are the people to cut, man. It's the tackles of all people, the people that protect the edge of the offensive line, the people that prevent those outside defensive rushers from getting to the quarterback. And like you just said, you saw how bad Patrick Mahomes was in the Super Bowl because he had to run for his life on his bummed ankle that he had at the time, but he had to run for his life almost every play. Granted, he made some incredible throws on the run, but he's so much better when he just stays in the pocket and waits to throw the ball. And, you know, they've been a good drafting team, but they're very top-heavy money-wise. So I guess because both Fisher and Schwartz were hurt later in the season and they might not necessarily be ready, you know, for camp or even opening week, you know, that's kind of why they're cutting their losses. And Fisher, yeah, he went 1-1 back in 2011, 13, something like that. Yeah. You know, for the majority of his career, he's been an average tackle. Is it so they can probably find because looking at all the free agents of who's not getting tagged, who's not getting tendered, who got cut, who's just a normal free agent. This is a very tackle heavy free agent class, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. And us being Colts fans, we kind of need that. We help need, too, we need one of those tackles. So let's keep moving along. Another move the Raiders surprisingly traded their big free agent left tackle from. Two years ago, I want to say who they had to move to right tackle because he was bad at left tackle when he got there. Trent Brown back to the Patriots once from once he came, and they're going to reinforce the O-line to whoever plays quarterback. So good move for the Patriots. Yeah, and good move. They got him basically for nothing. Their offensive line is already pretty good. The Patriots, pretty decent offensive line. Um, adding Trent Brown helps. I don't think Cam will be there behind center. Maybe it'll be Jimmy G. Maybe it'll be, it'll be Mac Jones, but whoever it is, they have a pretty good offensive line in New England. So that, that's a great move. That's a great move for the Patriots, plain and simple. Yep. And then talk, let's just move along. The Texans, they signed Mark Ingram after he was released by the Ravens. This doesn't make any sense to me because they cut one bad aging running back who was hurt and injury prone for an older running back who is injury prone as well. So this is not the move to kind of make Sean Watson any happier. This will probably piss him off just a little bit more. And he wants even more out of Houston than more than what he did already. Exactly. At this point, they want Deshaun to leave. They, 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 they just want him to leave in general. Um, uh, stupid, stupid, stupid moves. Um, it's a Texas organization. Couldn't be. I'm not surprised about the move. Yeah, it's no, just, this is a very Texans move. Exactly. Um, but Deshaun is even more out the door at this point, and we still have no word on where he's going. So that's that's a podcast for another day. Yeah, Bills resigned Matt Milano. Good job on them keeping that defensive core together. Yeah. That's all they needed to do. Saints cut Janoris Jenkins. The Saints are the one team that we're going to see a lot of players, especially the old aging vets, get departed from just because they're like 50 to $60 million over the cap. So this is one of many moves to get cut, I think. Yeah, I bet they weren't too happy about um, everything going on. But um, I don't know. Uh, Janoris Jenkins is good. He's still very good. That's the only thing that's scary about this. Like, there, well, a lot of the, the players the, that they're oh, cutting are still good. Well, that's the thing. A lot of players in general, like Kyle Van Noy, who we'll get to, or Riley Reef, or, you know, or, there's a lot of good players of quality who are getting cut simply just because their contracts, when they were signed, were signed with like a hundred and like the previous salary cap. And since it dropped rather than went up, they just had to get cut just because at that point. Yeah, and it sucks for that team. If they can restructure contracts, good for them. Try your best to do that. But, hey, for teams that are in dire need in some of these positions, this is a good, good time to pick up some of these great players, even if it's not the best player at that position. These veteran leadership players that the Saints are releasing, like we talked about, are just very, very good to add to any team for depth or just leadership in general. Another a little surprising move was Riley Reef getting cut by the Vikings. Like I said, he only gave up one sack last year. So to the fact that he was still a productive left tackle, he's a little bit older, but you know, team could take a one to two year deal on him. 
But for the Vikings, it's kind of similar to what the Chiefs are doing. It's like, you guys got to have a plan in place if you're getting rid of your left tackle for a quarterback who needs as much protection as possible. Yeah. Um, a, l- a little shocked about this. Riley, like he's a Riley has been good. Um, a lot of people online saying he stinks, but I don't think he's that bad. Uh, it, 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 it's sad. It's, it's massacre week. Oh, yeah. All this stuff's going to happen. McAfee was tweeting about it. Um, I, I have no words about this. I, I really don't. I have nothing knowledgeable to say, so let's just move on. <laughs> Kyle Vinoy was cut by the Dolphins after in year one of a five-year deal. He was actually a big part of their defense, so this was just a cap casualty, basically, because it wasn't that, productivity. Yeah, no, that's all that was. He's very, very good. Um, Very underrated, actually, I would say. But um, I, I was shocked about this one. I really was, because when that Dolphins defense was clicking together, man, they were they were looking scary. And if Tua maybe played a little bit better, they would have gotten that last wild card spot instead of us, the Colts. But um, that that's that gonna be a blow. That's a blow to this team. If they any team who gets Kyle Van Noy, their defense is marginally a little bit better. And, that's and all it is. He can play the pass. He can play the run. He can rush a little bit. He's a do it all linebacker. So he this is. is definitely a top free agent on most people's list. It should be. So let's move things along. I talked about a little bit earlier. Giants cut Kevin Zeitler. So they got him essentially in the Odell trade about two, three years ago, I believe. And he wasn't awful. He wasn't bad. He was productive. This is just to save money because with the cap dropping, like I said before, they were about $5 million over the cap. So I guess they like what they see in Shane Lemieux, who played for the injured the injured um, Will Hernandez. So I guess they want to keep Hernandez at left guard, move Lemieux over to right guard where Zeitler was. And they're just trying to save money because teams have to. I think this is also part of them trying to get Kenny Galladay as well. Um, they need they need some weapons on that team. They, they need a lot of things on that offense. Hopefully a healthy Saquon will help out that team. But Daniel Jones, I think they, they're still trying to think he's the answer to that team. I still don't think. Daniel Jones is the man for the job in New York. I think eventually he'll get replaced down the line, but if they're trying to put what good weapons around him, cutting um, Zeitler, getting Galladay, getting uh, Ingram isn't even that good. Maybe getting another backup tight end to Ingram and have them battle for the number one spot. Hey, that's, that's a way to start. That's a good move by the giants. Yeah. So another saints move wide receiver, Manuel Sanders got cut after one year there. I think also one year. Yeah. yeah. One year. Um, he was another vet. So not surprised who got cut. I think Cam Jordan's going to be the next one. They they're trying to keep Malcolm Jenkins there. They restructured his deal. You know, Emmanuel Sanders isn't what he was in Pittsburgh. Isn't what he was in Denver. That's a fact, but he still could be a complimentary piece as a fourth receiver if necessary. Yeah. And he, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just say with them taking weapons away from offense, the offensive side, you know, Breeze hasn't officially retired yet, but it's showing that they're not leaving much for Jameis, honestly. No, um, he did miss a couple games this year, I was going to say, too. Another injury. Yeah, they didn't get much yeah. out of that contract. No, but he also had the opportunity to be that team's number one wide receiver for a lot of the season because Michael Thomas was hurt, and he honestly just wasn't that productive. I don't think he hit 1,000 yards this year. The last couple of years, actually, I'm looking right now, hasn't hit 1,000 yards, but that's because of being injured, too, and not playing many games. But it, it, that's a good move. This is a really good move for the Saints. I know a lot of – I don't agree with a lot of their – cuts and all that stuff but this was a good move just because it wasn't what you expected you wanted that veteran leadership guy was hurt for a couple games and he just wasn't as productive when who who was that other guy that was productive i forgot his name but like the third receiver on the saints i don't i don't remember um Raquan smith yeah him he was more productive a lot more productive in michael thomas's absence and of course drew being out maybe hurts a little bit too just because you don't have your number one quarterback there but 
that's a great move by the Saints right here. So something that helps us a little bit. The Titans cut two defensive backs, Kenny Vaccaro safety and Malcolm Butler. Super Bowl hero also got cut. So they're hitting the open market and Butler in the right systems is still a productive corner and Vaccaro, you know, didn't play too, too much. Still a good safety though. So Titans weakening one side of the ball, which a team who was, you know, made their name for being, you know, dominant ground control in the run game. And then, stout defense losing two of their better defenders yeah they're gonna have to rely on their offense a lot more which isn't a problem for this team actually because you know how Derrick Henry is and Tannehill is in that role is a great quarterback I, if you, I think if you put him on another team without a Derrick Henry he'll go back to his Miami form but um that I, that, that stinks for the Titans too it, it just yeah. stinks it just stinks in general for a lot of these teams they don't want to cut these players that's what we're not understanding here too they don't want to cut a lot of these players but they have to to try to save and some it, money and it makes sense because you know if you cut say one expensive player you're saving potentially three to four cheaper players rather than cutting four to save one so yeah. it just makes sense yeah and one little surprising release one of the last few releases we'll get into before we get into the tags John Brown one of the favorite the better favorite targets of uh the quarterback up in buffalo josh allen he's hitting the market and it sounded the uh, you know on sirius xm nfl radio my former home a little bit for about two months before quarantine thank thanks, you covid, COVID. <laughs> thanks COVID. i'm on the one year anniversary as i told don't come back because we don't know what to do anymore so that was that oh, thank man. you covid but he's hitting the open market and it sounded like he was hinted towards indy a little bit but a team where they went all in last year to put weapons around josh allen they take one away yeah, um, I think they have they have enough weapons. They have enough up and coming weapons on that team. They have a lot to offer. I think Josh Allen is very very good, and he can make it work with almost everyone. And I trust their drafting also so in the late rounds. So that's a good move for them. But back to just John Brown in general. He did say on SiriusXM yesterday because this is going up tomorrow. I'm assuming um, that Colton Steelers are. Two of the teams he's looking at, hinting more at the Colts because he liked the way Ty's, uh, how the way they use Ty or something that he said, and their his veteran leadership and the way the culture of this team, and said they're to be a good team for many many years, which I hope they are. But um, I, I, if I was the Colts, which I'm not the Colts, I'm just a fan of them. I would be ecstatic to have John Brown on the team, whether it's receiver, come in a couple plays, do some kick returns, punt returns, a very speedy guy. Uh, 30 years old still. Uh, if they don't get T.Y. Hilton back, this is definitely the move to go for the Colts. And so another team where they went all in or should have went all in last year and didn't to put weapons around their quarterback were the Green Bay Packers, where they took Jordan Love instead of giving, instead of giving an additional weapon to you know, Aaron Rodgers. So with that, they're not tagging Aaron Jones, and he's hitting the open market. Quite frankly, I don't think they bring him back because they don't really tend to give out massive, massive contracts. No, I think that's a future Dolphin right there. Uh, Dolphins do need a good running back. Um, I think that's the way to go for them. But uh, with Aaron Jones, yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like this move either. I know that once again, they're trying to say some stuff, but Aaron Jones was very, very productive last year. He was a very, very big part of that offense. I know you have that upcoming rookie. You got A.J. Dillon there and how he's like this Saquon comparisons about the legs of him and all that wow. stuff. But it's, it's not an established player. It's not a good player that you already have on your roster. It's not Aaron Jones worthy yet, but maybe he will be. I guess they're trying to take a risk here. I, I don't know what to make of this. Do, like, what do, you, what do you think was their mindset behind this in a way? They probably figure they can draft or they like running backs who are on the roster already. 
Yeah, I, I don't think that, draft because their pick is late enough as it is being in the yeah. NFC Championship. But I guess they're going to run with Jamal Williams and A.J. Dillon? I guess they – that's – you know, when you let a, a player go, just not even tagging them when – because I don't even think they use the tag in general because some teams just elected not to because yeah. depending on the position, it's upward to 15 to $18 million on skill positions outside of quarterback, obviously. You know, and that's a lot of money with the cap going down. So they just figured – you know, they, they like what they see in Dylan. He's cheap and they're okay with letting Jones go, which Aaron Rodgers has been on the rocks for a little bit. And this is not how you keep him around unless they don't want to keep him around. And they're trying to slowly get rid of him. That, that might be the case too. Could but like be the beginning of the end. I, I know it's just us two on this podcast. So I'm allowed to do this. I can compare it to okay. the Colts for a little bit and talk about how Jonathan Taylor was a breakout rookie, but that that's because Marlon Mack got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, you okay there? It's getting comfortable for some cold talk. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, what was I gonna say? Um, you distracted me for a Jonathan second. Taylor, baby. Yes, uh, but Aaron Jones didn't get hurt this year, and he was very good this year. It's not like the Marlon Mack situation at all, where someone had to step up in his position and exceed expectations as Jonathan Taylor did. Like AJ Dillon got a couple snaps here and there. Yes, he's a powerful runner, but I just don't see the logic behind this move at all. Yeah, and then another move that I don't really get what's going on just because the Seahawks, they want they fired Brian Schottenheimer because Carroll wants to run the ball more and he wanted to throw it more and let Russ cook, essentially. So, by all logic, that means let's not tag Chris Carson and let him walk, essentially, to free agency. So, you're going to run who at running back? DJ Dallas, maybe? Oh, boy. DJ Dallas is the rookie. Uh, I think there's one behind him, too. A couple behind him. Um, oh God, who was the one running back they took that's just bad? Uh, I'm they took him in like the late first round. I don't remember, but it, there was one running back last year. No, a few years ago. Well, I'm looking uh, at the depth exca- chart it, right it, now. It, it escapes it. me. Carlos Hyde, Richard Penny, Travis Richard, Richard Penny. Yeah, he was a late first round pick. Well, they they just they have nothing. Have all those. Yeah, but they're not good. They're not good, but the thing which I'm okay about this with Chris Carson is that he didn't have the best season last year and he's okay. He's not yeah. Aaron Jones worthy. He's not like a top, top running back. I don't, I mean, maybe he sniffs the top 10, barely gets in the top 10. I think if that not even maybe, but um, this, this is the final. If they make a move, maybe they make a move for Aaron Jones. Who knows that maybe they drive, they trade up. They try to get somebody who knows that. Um, I just think that, you need a better running back than any of the guys you have on your roster right now. Especially if, not especially, especially if they want to keep Russ around, unless, you know, maybe this is leading towards the Russ trade, potentially. Who knows? And they embrace the rebuild, but I don't know. So we'll get into the offseason more, though, on another podcast. That's called The Tease. Learn that in radio and journalism school. But let's talk, let's talk about the Giants tagging Leonard Williams. They're looking on a long-term deal. Good, because Leonard Williams is a pass rusher. They need as much help as they can. And effectively, this is making the decision they want to keep Leonard Williams over Dalvin Tomlinson because they more than likely won't be able to keep both. Yeah, no, I, I like this move a lot. I like Leonard Williams a lot. Um, I think he was very underrated when the Giants got him last year. I know he was a Jet for a while. I was a big fan of him when he was a Jet and just switching to the green to the blue has done very well for him. And he's just very dominant. And he's a big, he's like the centerpiece of that defense. And I just need to build around him. As long as they build around him, that Giants defense will continue building up and up and eventually, eventually, I don't know about anytime soon, but eventually it'll be very good. Cause Leonard Williams is still very young. Yeah. He's very, very young. What is he like? 25 ish. He or was something drafted. Like that? I want to say my 
effectively ours then because we're the same age junior year of high school That's 2015 then yeah. so he would be 26 to 7 range maybe yeah. give or yeah. take about so five, he's still six years. very young and he's, very he's, dumb he's in his prime right now basically yeah. 100% in this prime. It's all, like I said, as long as they just build around him, I'm loving this Giants defense eventually. As soon as they get more, more and more pieces, they need they need some more stuff, but he's a like great Like an entire secondary. Start. That, but he's a great, great. It starts at the front line. It really does. It starts in the trenches. And as long as you get some pressure on the line, the corners and the safeties play a lot better. Once you have some pressure to the quarterback, the balls get a little more wobbly and they go to the tend to go to the defense more often. So that's where you start it. And I love this. So one of the more surprising franchise tags that I, didn't think was actually going to happen, but it did was Allen Robinson getting tagged by the bears. And quite frankly, I didn't want it to happen because I wanted the Colts to make a run at him. But also <laughs> I just feel bad for Allen Robinson because he's never had a good quarterback. What was no. that? Jacksonville. What? No, oh, something. It's not like I heard sound. I don't know what that was, but whatever. Um, this is in my headphone. So probably one of the windows I have up. Um, yeah. He's sticking at least he can't negotiate with anybody. So I don't know if this turns into a holdout to where he eventually gets cut kind of like a Josh Norman situation was, or he just plays on the tag and tries to get the hell out of there next year. Cause I don't know who's throwing the ball to him. Hopefully for their sake that they make that Russell Wilson trade and that makes him stay. But if it's Mitch or Nick or Sam, man, I feel or so insert other quarterback insert um, rookie, maybe who knows? Man, I feel bad for him. I feel yeah, so the, bad for him. Being that, a Jaguar first, it's rough as it is. But if, even see, if you fran- were to go back the there, which were a lot tag, of rumors. The tag is good for one player is like, oh, they want to stay with it. Like the Leonard Williams situation where they tagged him so he can't go anywhere, but they're working towards a deal. Same thing with Chris Godwin, who got tagged by the Bucks. You know, they're going to work towards a deal. He's just trapped. He's just stuck. Yeah. He can't do anything unless they rescind the tag, which they have until June. So it's going to be hell for him for a little bit. And one move i'm surprised that didn't get tagged but maybe just because matt stafford did get shipped out to la was kenny galladay getting not tagged by the line so he's a free agent but you'd also think they'd want to keep him around to give jared goff something to work with which they'll with this move they're trying to get one one in the draft simple as that i keep forgetting jared goff's a lion now it's about to take some getting used it's kind of like how i forget carson wentz is a cult Oh, good old Carson. My like, boy. I always see the quarterback room. I was like, oh, let's go get him. Like, oh, fuck. That's let's right. We have Sean Wentz. Watson. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, we have Wentz. That's right. Damn it. Yep. Oh, hey, man. I gotta got, got believe. Gotta believe. No, um, not yet. Not yet. Yeah. That's the Mets slogan. You're right. You're a Royal fan. You don't know what that is. Um, I believe in depression and bad baseball. <laughs> Starts uh, anyways, um, Galladay. Yeah. A little shocking. Uh, Marvin Jones is still there. Um, Hawkinsox. Is he still there? I have no idea. I think so. I think he's, he's still be, around. Yeah. I don't know. He still, he came out of his shell this past year. Can't um, they won't be biting kneecaps though. No, no, he will not. Um, but they still have some stuff over there. Uh, they get maybe a cheap receiver or something. I feel, I feel like Goff can maybe make it work for the most part. Um, he's not as good as Stafford. We know that for sure, but he can, he can make it work. I, I, I think the Lions are still going to be, you know, eight and eight, seven and nine type team. Um, but you know, what are you going to do? It sucks. It sucks. They didn't tag him, but what are you going to do? Exactly. And two final player, uh, three more moves that we'll just blow through real quick. Steelers won't tag Bud Dupree. So he's hitting the open market. Another good linebacker. Fantastic for anyone who wants him. I'm praying. I am praying <laughs> that Chris Ballard makes that call. This is one guy I really want. Just imagine 
Darius Leonard on one side on the left outside linebacker, having Bud Dupree mm. playing right or vice versa. Just that rush, that coverage. He's another linebacker who can just do it all. He can be, even be a defensive end if you wanted to, but he's fast enough to still play a little bit of coverage as a linebacker too. Like I like Bud Dupree. He's a very, very good player. And, and I then love to have him. Final two bucks tag, Chris Godwin, which he wants to be there. So they'll definitely work out a deal one way or another. And the jets tag Marcus may, which he wanted a long-term deal as well. Eventually the jets have to keep some of their good talent. So Hopefully they work out a deal for him as well. Yeah, just um, Marcus May, not not much for me to talk about there, but Godwin, I know Godwin was one of Brady's favorite targets. Um, one of the guys who has probably the best hands in the league, catches lots and lots of stuff. Um, and Brady's probably just trying to keep the te- same exact team, almost very similar to at least. You see they kept Levante David. They're keeping him. They're keeping a bunch of their guys. Um, he wants to run it back. He wants to go back to back. So. If, that, if Brady tells you to stay with the team and take take this tag or whatever, you're taking that tag from Brady. And you're trying to win another Super Bowl. With yeah, him. they're definitely on the right start for the offseason to run it back. And that's the podcast for the NFL. A little bit of a news dump, just kind of talking about the tags and whatnot. We're going to do a free agency predictions podcast sometime soon. And we're going to get the AL and NL West out to you sometime soon as well with the wrestling one look i i'm not guaranteed days anymore i'm just saying we'll get them done when we get them done just because we'll we've all done. been a, we've all been a little bit busy but we're yeah. getting back into it so clark where can people eventually listen to all those whenever we do them yeah you, you guys know by now but um first of all thank you guys for listening to this episode us too appreciate it joe steve and jesse also appreciated who weren't on this episode because they had other stuff to do um but like Justin said, you could follow us on our social medias on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Sports Depth Pod. That's Sports D-E-P-T Pod. We're also on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast from. Make sure you guys leave a review, comment, just tell us what you think about the episode. Tell us what you think a team should have done in this situation because we're not professionals. We're just analyzing this stuff and giving our honest sports opinion on this. Um, I've been, Steve and I have been creating a couple more TikToks lately, kind of slowed down with that, but still trying to put some more content out there. So we're just putting out content here and there, trying to break down news there. Cause sometimes it's hard to get a podcast out with all the breaking news stuff that happens rapidly during all these trades and cuts and stuff. So we're trying our best to get out the news as quick as possible. Uh, but like Justin said, there's a, a baseball ones coming up nl and al west nl and al east eventually coming a wrestling recap probably another basketball one coming soon because all-star break is over and we're in the home stretch there but otherwise that's all we got so stay tuned for the future episodes and stuff that's not what i usually say but i don't remember what i say so just stay tuned people thank you goodbye